together that together Saturday morning rewinds here. A really great podcast. Saturday morning rewind is here. It's Tim Nidell and Gary Lane talking about cartoons every night and day. Saturday morning rewind is here. Hey, Toonsters. Flint here from G.I. Joe. I can't bring up the laser threat weapon system. Lady J, get your battle gear on, because Cobra's on their way. And we gotta get out of here. And now, back to the show with Tim and Gary. Yo, Joe! You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Hey, what's up, Toonsters? I am your host, Tim Nadell. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I'm Gary Lane, and you can find me at Darkwing. Oh, at SMR Gary at Twitter. Did you almost forget your Twitter? I did. I went <laughs> with the old one. <laughs> and welcome to another exciting episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. Your, your, this is your cartoon podcast. Come on, just admit it. <laughs> So today's episode is going to be a really great one. First and foremost, we're going to give a, a nice tribute to a lovely man that we've lost. You know, the world has lost him. He, he was an amazing voice actor, amazing actor, um, recording artist. You know, we'll go over that later. But Stan Freeberg passed away in April. So we want to give a nice little dedication to the man. You know, he, he, he's made us laugh quite a few times. So it's nice to give him a little send off. And we'll also be reviewing some amazing movie trailers that recently hit the internet. We'll be talking about those. And of course, we'll be playing your voicemails that you've sent us. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit with Gary. Yes. All so right. how has your April been? April? <laughs> it's what, what my, Yeah, it's April, right? Well, right now it is, yeah, but we're, we're recording this for May. I guess we can talk about the past, yeah. Yeah, but I know I asked how your April was. Was it exciting? Was it filled with movie trailers and all sorts of goodness? It was pretty nice as a as a fellow nerd, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I it was like a uh, very slow start to April, and then all of a sudden, in the last week and a half, just everything started happening, and uh, lots of exciting things to talk about. Yeah, and even though it's not quite cartoon talk, you know the trailers. Uh, at least each yeah. and, each and every one of these we're going to be talking about is something from our childhood. You know, something that we mm-hmm. look back upon, whether it's a movie franchise that we, we hold dear to our hearts or, you know, any, I guess they're all that that way. But, uh, yeah, it's not cartoon yeah. related, but it's definitely childhood related. If you grew up like Gary and I did in the 80s and 90s. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, all of them but two, I think, are based off of, well, you know, have had animated series of some sort. Yeah, there you go. So, that's that's got to count for something it does <laughs> <laughs> but all right before we do that let's do a little thing i like to call birthdays <laughs> happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday to you <laughs> thank you mickey and celebrating a birthday on may 2nd was Lorenzo Music. So a new day's slowly dawning. Please forgive this cat for yawning. I see that it's half past seven. I think I'll go back to bed until eleven. But the puppy makes me cautious. And our house guest makes me nauseous. I would sleep, but I'm unable. Might as well see if my breakfast's on the table. <laughs> Lorenzo was probably one of the best. I mean, you know, he was pretty much always just himself, but his own voice was so great, you know? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need to change the voice at all. It, it fit everything he did, and I loved it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of... Well, you know, it's it's... The Garfield and Friends was way better than... And this is no insult to Frank Welker, because Frank Welker's brilliant, but, you know... You just can't you just can't replace Lorenzo as Garfield. <laughs> nope. And also celebrating his birthday on May thirtieth was the great Mel Blanc. 
Uh, most of us grew up with the voices of my first guest, uh, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Sylvester, Tweety Pie, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, Barney Rubble are just a few of the cartoon voices that this man has immortalized. It's a pleasure to welcome Mr. Mel Blank. Mel, welcome. What's up, David? <laughs> uh, that's a great sweater you have there. Oh, thank you very much. I like it, too. Yeah. Uh, now, that's not your actual voice, is it? No, I have a very deep voice. Uh, do, you, uh, do, you do you remember the first uh, voice that you did? Yes, I do. I remember the first voice I did. Now, that's oh, your so real voice right there. This isn't is my it? real voice, yeah. yeah. The first voice I ever did was this. That was a, I don't remember it, but that was the first yeah. voice. <laughs> so thank you, Mel, for all those amazing memories. And I don't know what else we can say about Mel that hasn't been said before. But uh, he truly no. was brilliant him, himself, and we miss you. That was a great clip, by the way. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I liked it, too, when I was searching through YouTube <laughs> last night. So, all right, we're going to jump to a new segment that we're going to start doing from now on. It is our review segment. I know we've reviewed a couple of things here and there before, but this time we have an official, you know, segment bumper. Hey, Toonsters. Flint here from G.I. Joe. Cobra's on the attack. While Lady J and I keep the world safe, enjoy this review from Saturday Morning Rewind. Yeah, Flint, my favorite. That's amazing. There's all sorts of uh, Bill Ratner on this podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I wanted to, like we said, I want to talk about some trailers that hit the universe, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, as of, as the time of recording at least. Yep. The first one I wanted to, to go to was Ant-Man. Now, I was a comic lover as a kid. I think I had a couple Ant-Man. I don't remember anything about them. <laughs> so, I don't know what to think of this movie, but let me play just a little audio from the trailer first. Imagine a soldier the size of an insect. The ultimate secret weapon. If you give godlike powers to everyone, it's going to be chaos. So how do we stop him? I know a guy. Scott, I've been watching you for a while. You're different. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. So off. Just that and the the trailer you watched, Gary, what are your your thoughts about it? Well, you know, whenever I first heard they were making an Ant-Man movie, which has been in production hell for quite a while, it seems like, um, I was uh, sort of taken off guard because you don't really think of Ant-Man ever. Um, I mean, unless you're a diehard Ant-Man fan, but I don't think I've ever met someone who is no. you know, admitted to being one. <laughs> um, but, you know... You have to remember last year was a huge, or a couple years ago, was a huge risk with Guardians of the Galaxy. And that turned out to be one of the best Marvel movies, so I'm hopeful. Here's my um, confession when it comes to Guardians. I saw the trailer, I first saw the trailer for it, you know, like you said, a year year or two ago. And I Mm -hmm. said out loud, that's going to be the biggest flop of the summer. (laughs) <laughs> Based on the first trailer, because I love it, it looks so cheesy. I mean, there's a tree, there's a, a raccoon. I just thought it was yep. gonna be just a cheese fest, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't even watch it right away. I waited till it was on Blu-ray to watch it, and it's probably in the top three of my favorite movies of last year. Yeah, me too. I was I was very surprised by that, and I can only hope. And maybe I'm putting too many eggs in the Ant Man basket, yeah. but I can only hope that. Uh, you know, this movie's the same way for me. Yeah, I can... From the trailer, it looks like they're kind of going serious with a little mm-hmm. humor in it, which is always good for a comic movie. We see that in Avengers and Iron Man and everything. So I yep. actually enjoy... I mean, I love Michael Douglas, too. Uh-huh. So it's nice seeing him in there. Um, and at the end of the trailer, I, I love the, the train set <laughs> scene. 
Yeah, when I saw that, I almost fell out of the chair laughing. Just <laughs> completely unexpected, but and then really Thomas, funny. Thomas, you know, uh, train almost runs him over, and yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's pretty great. <laughs> I agree. So and and I'm also a, I'm also a big fan of Paul Rudd. Yeah, so that's no, sort Paul's of, great. Awesome. Yeah, no, he he yeah. has been the best part of many of his movies. I'm that's pretty much me, that's pretty much me saying a lot of his movies aren't any good. <laughs> but he is always good in them. Yep, yep. So, and at the very least, I hope that's the case with that man. Yeah. <laughs> Based <laughs> on that alone, what would you rate this this trailer? I'm still apprehensive, but I I, I kind of want to give it a, a I'm in the A minus B plus territory. I just can't decide where. Okay, I gave it a B plus, so let's give it an average of a of a a B plus then. That works. So you hear it here. Yeah, here it's uh, it's a B plus from Saturday Morning Rewind. That's right, and an A plus for the Thomas the Tank Engine scene. Yeah. Now, if that was the whole movie, I would go see it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's go move on. Which one should I choose next? Let's see. Um, this movie franchise, I remember, I was uh, thirteen when the first movie came out. And at that time, this was my favorite movie of all time. I'm, I'm talking about Jurassic Park. Ah. Uh, yeah, I was obsessed. I remember the movie theater was packed. The scene where the raptor comes out and tries to kill her, whatever, where she's you know powering on all the all the the electricity. The whole movie theater yeah. shook because everybody jumped out of their seat, and it was amazing. <laughs> I bought all the toys afterwards and. It was insane. So let's hear a little clip from the new Jurassic World trailer. It's not about control. Stand down. It's a relationship. Based on respect. These animals are thinking, I gotta eat. I'm gonna hunt. I gotta... You gotta be able to relate to at least... One of those things. Every time we've unveiled a new attraction, attendance has spiked. That was awesome. Corporate felt genetic modification would up the wow factor. They're dinosaurs. Wow enough. She was designed to be bigger than the T-Rex. What happened to the sibling? She ate it. Okay, so what are your thoughts on this so far? <laughs> uh, it looks... Well, okay. I'm mixed because I think the concept of the movie looks really great. Um, the story looks like it could be promising, if not a little long. Um, and uh, But I don't know. I just get lost at the graphics, man. Yeah. Ever since the first trailer, I've been disappointed. Yeah. Because, you know, my wife and I, we watched uh, Jurassic Park 3 this past Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry. And... and um it's uh you know even with the fact that it was released in the digital age it was still mostly puppeteer or you know puppet work with some cg mixed in and i don't know i just i can't take this all cg dinosaur stuff yeah that was my number one complaint was the cg that they i was hoping they went animatronics because I mean, even the first yeah. the first one still holds up today. It looks better than all CG movies I've ever seen put together. <laughs> it does, and actually, um, whenever they re-released the first one in theaters a couple years ago uh, in 3D, uh, we took my mom to go see it, and she'd seen the first one years ago, but she didn't remember. She doesn't really see a lot of movies, yeah. So she actually thought that the first one, when we were watching it, was the newest one. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she actually thought it was a new movie, you know. That that goes to show how well that movie holds up. I think it's about time to and, check uh, your mom into a home, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she listens to this. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah. But so, no. She... So CG, that's a big negative to me. And the other negative thing that I keep seeing and hearing is the modified dinosaur. I'm not mm. quite sure if I'm going to enjoy a modified dinosaur or not. Well, I mean, 
I think at least they were pretty tongue in cheek in the trailer when he was like, you know, people are getting dinosaurs. What more could they want? Now, have we <laughs> and, uh, have we seen the modified dinosaur? Is that the dinosaur that's running around? We've seen it though, right? In the trailer. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. That's... Okay, so he looks like a dinosaur at least. Yeah, absolutely. I was worried in the first trailer when you didn't see it that it was mm-hmm. going to look all weird. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. He's he's essentially a T Rex with yeah. long arms okay. and a bigger. You know, he's. He looks pretty mean. <laughs> okay, I, I can get behind that then. I was hoping it would look like a dinosaur at least, something that we know. Right, not like some half-human, half-dinosaur hybrid, which is what I heard was the original. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, see, I was worried about something like that. Around. Yeah. And I'm also excited to see that the raptors look like the original raptors again. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, it, it's scientifically correct, the, the third movie, because they found yeah, with, a, a research saying that they didn't look like they did in the first two movies. So they changed it based mm-hmm. upon what they found. So it's correct, but right. it, just, it just it looks so weird seeing those feathers and the colors of the of the raptors in the third movie. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And and the other big question mark I have is: is this set? I mean, is this a total reboot, or is this no. have the events of the first three movies I'm, happened at some point? Yeah, I, I think the first ones happened at some point. That's what I see it as, at least. Mm-hmm. But you never know. It's true. I mean, it's got the same scientist guy who has never aged a day in his life. Yeah, the Asian guy. I forget his yep. name in the in the first one. Yeah, my wife calls him the clipboard guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ugh. but yeah, I'm I'm hoping there's more cameos in this yeah. one. You know, maybe just a Sam Neil or I uh, know um, Sam was Jeff the Goldblum. Best. I love Sam Neil. Yeah, and the, it it does look cool I, because there does seem to be be more chaos in this uh-huh. movie than there was at least in number three and I guess number two yeah, even. Yeah. So I'm like, it kind of had the aliens feel to it to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the first, yep. the first Jurassic Park is like alien one. And this is like aliens mm-hmm. where they're everywhere. And you know, there's people running and people dying. I don't know. Yep. So I'm excited for it in that aspect. And because of that, I'm between a B minus and a B plus for this one. <laughs> I, I I give it about a, a B minus as well. So okay, so B minus. Let's round that one out. B minus. All right. This next one, I am not sure whatsoever what I'm gonna think about it when I watch it. So uh, let's talk about Terminator Genesis or Gen <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> yeah, Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> So (laughs) let me take you back to my childhood, how this wraps into my childhood. I think this was my first rated R movie as a kid. And uh, which is a big deal for me because I used to go to a private uh, Christian school in elementary. And uh, I remember seeing this and it changed my life. It was this at the time was my favorite movie. The the second one, Terminator 2 was my favorite movie of all time when I was that age. So to have this come out, same year as Jurassic World, it could be the destruction of my childhood if you think about it, and Star yeah, Wars. Possibly, you know, it's all these yeah. things coming out. I don't know what to feel about it, but this one has me scratching my head more than any other trailer we're going to talk about today. So here's a little audio from that. My whole life, I prepared my son to lead humanity in the fight against the machines. On this night, we take back our world. There was one thing I could never prepare him for. The machines tried to rig the game, sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother. I'll go back. Let me save her. First of all, how many cats creatures can they throw into one trailer that's in the original movies? <laughs> that that irks me. You know I what know. I mean? You, yeah, yeah. Kind of like when they put in, you know, you damn dirty apes in the in the Planet of the Apes, you know, prequel. It's like you don't have to mm-hmm. throw that in there to connect with an existing fan base. Yeah, exactly. And they've already done it in the third one, third Terminator movie. They threw in all the same references from the second one, and you don't need to keep doing. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, I can keep complaining about that the whole day. But uh, <laughs> is this is this a? Have they come out and said if this is a remake, a reboot, a retelling? Uh, I can't tell. Uh, I think 
Well, my hope is that this is the end of the of the series. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's face it. I, I I straight up hated Terminator Salvation, and I liked it actually. And did you really? Yes, I did. I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't dig it. I'm I hate is a strong word. I just didn't really like it as much as I hoped to. Yeah. I guess. Um, not to say that it can't be made without Arnold, but I, I do miss him when he's not there. Yeah. And does uh-huh. does aren't does the Terminators do they age now? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he's I got gray so. hair in this. He's sagging everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you get a, and uh, he's even he's even harder to understand. Now. <laughs> and then you get a twelve year old looking Sarah Connor. I'm serious. She looks twelve years old. Yeah, she does. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about this whatsoever. I can't tell honestly if it's. I think it's probably maybe a a retelling of the original. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like the new, the first of the new Star Treks, where they change. Uh, yeah. You know, they change some things that happened in between. Mm-hmm. That's why I can see it hope so. being. Yeah, me too. I hope it's not a reboot. I don't think it is because Rose Honor wouldn't be in it. I don't think. Right. Well, I I think the coolest. Um, the coolest scene in the whole trailer is 2015 Arnold fighting 1980s Arnold. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) And that's why, that's the only scene that makes me think that it's not a reboot. That's it's only like a, you know, a a Star Trek kind of a twist to it. And I was, I was, uh, sadly disappointed to see that, uh, well, my, my question is when did the T-1000 become a young Asian guy? (laughs) He can Um, change form. Okay. He just prefers to be Asian now. That's, that's, that's true. (laughs) I mean, that's fine. I, I just I miss uh, Robert Patrick. Oh, I'm, I'm so always great. excited to see him in yeah. movies, and he actually aged pretty well. So yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe he'll be in it just as like a yeah, a, true. Uh, like a Rebecca Romaine Stamos in the X Men First Class cameo kind of thing. Yeah. So okay, so based upon this trailer, and just because I'm still confused and I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it or not, <laughs> I'm giving this one a C minus. C minus. I'm going to give it a a a, a, a C pl- Well, no, I'm going to give it a B plus because Whoa. I got so tired. We go to the movies just about every weekend, and I saw the teaser at least twenty times, and or the first trailer. And this trailer gives you a lot more than the first trailer yeah. does, which makes me happy. Um, I still am on the fence because I don't understand this future timeline with what's going on with John Connor. Yeah, and things yeah. like that, but I don't know. Okay, B minus. <laughs> okay, sounds good to me. Okay, so we get to see. So we can meet in the middle with the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to another one that we've all been waiting for. I guess most of us, at least. Uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness. That turns good men cruel. Is that how Batman's going to sound in this movie? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Is that better or worse than Christian Bale? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I never hated it's Christian like... Bale's, you know, changing his voice because you know, kind of need to. But uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. So we'll see how this one turns out. And to be on record, I've, I'm not a hater of, of, of Batfleck at all. No, no, I'm not either. I actually, well, <sighs> See, I'm 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 uh, not a fan of Zack Snyder. I did mm. not like the Man of Steel movie. I like Man of Steel. Um, you did? Yep. Yeah. See, I just I liked the 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 way that they took it, but it just got on my nerves after about two hours. Well, that fight scene is like an uh, hour long. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, it. I'm I'm 
really on the fence for this one, and it has actually nothing to do with Batfleck. I think that um, I'm forgetting his name right now is a really good Superman, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keevil, I don't know what's his name. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, there Cavill, we go. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he's I think he's, yeah, he's really good. good. I like it. Um, I just I want to know more of what the story's about and why they only trust Zack Snyder with exactly. DC movies. And I, I want to know the stories about. I, I I know the story of the comic. I know I know the comic story but what happened between man of steel and this <laughs> i mean maybe the fact that he let the whole city get destroyed maybe i don't know but there's a statue of him in the trailer so i guess not so something had yeah. to have happened i get the feeling that this is like you know at least 20 years in the future because i mean let's face it bruce wayne is old now um well it's and that's why they you know because they gonna... hired ben affleck to be an old bruce wayne yeah they did yeah so I'm actually looking but, forward to Backfleck more than anything else, I think, in the movie. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> just because I want to see Batman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love and, Christopher Nolan's Batman, but that suit did nothing for me in those in the trilogy. And to see yeah, him in yeah. this suit, it just looks like a bat suit finally, you know? Mm-hmm. It does. And uh, I, I feel like... You know, Batman did fight Superman in the comics, and 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 Batman did beat Superman in the comics somehow. Um, but right. you know, I feel like he's going to need a robotic suit, yeah, um, to fight <laughs> Superman. And I hope that one scene is the only scene with the voice like that. I That's hope what otherwise I was he too. talks normal. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. This is not in the trailer whatsoever, but I'm still not sold on Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor at all. No, I'm Mainly not Mainly because either. I'm not a fan of Jesse Eisenberg. Nope, nope, not really. I, I just, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Lex Luthor. That's you know all. Yeah. This is you know this is why I'm going to get yeah, you back. Yeah, you know, guys, kind guys, of... you know, just, yeah, I know, I know, and and all spastic and yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh. exactly. I mean, he was great in this in Social Network because that was the character he was playing. But everything right, yeah. else, he was that character again, you know, and. I don't mm-hmm. know. Although I, w- I was never a big fan of Heath Ledger either before Dark Knight. I agree. So I wholeheartedly agree. So there's hope. Um, more hope than uh, the recent recent pictures of Jared Leto as Joker. But I like Jared Leto <laughs> as an actor. I like him as a singer. But they have uh-huh. come out to say that those tattoos are not going to be on him. Oh, thank Yeah, God. I know. But the caps <laughs> in his teeth, I don't know. I don't know what those are about. Yeah, I hope that's a joke picture. I, I think <laughs> I hope so too. I don't like the way it's going, but like I said, I do. I love Jared Leto's actor, so I'm yeah, yeah, optimistic on his abilities. But it's whatever the director and producers throw at him that I'm worried about. Right. Yeah, I understand, but that's not Batman versus Superman. Nope, so exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, one more. I'm sure everybody knows what that is, so let's go straight to it. Did, is... did you want to give a rating on, on oh, that one? Rating on Batman. I want to give it an A. Really? Because it was it tells you <laughs> nothing. It tells you nothing, and it just builds up to that you know, do you bleed thing, you know, and it's just ah, that in yeah. that in the comic that scene is just so iconic, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, um, <laughs> we're going to vary greatly on this one. I'm going to give it a D. <laughs> okay, those meet in the middle. Just because with an A minus. Uh, just because I don't care yet. Um, yeah. nothing has made me care about this movie besides yeah, if I didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman if I don't like Man of Steel I probably wouldn't care either but yeah there you go <laughs> I'm not saying that was the best movie ever made but I just I love Superman I've pretty yeah. much loved yeah. every Superman movie they've ever come out with even Superman 4 <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry I laughed too hard but no, no I'm not a big fan of Superman 3 that's my least favorite one Superman 3 is my least favorite one Ah, oh, but Richard Pryor. Oh, God, don't get me started on that. <laughs> but he corrected the Empire, or the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. All right, let's talk about Star Wars. Woo! Okay. The Force is strong in my family. My father has it. sister has it. You have that power too.
That's how a trailer is done, folks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, let me make a little confession right here. It's probably a big confession. And you can take away my geek card if you feel necessary. <laughs> um, I do love Star Wars, but it's not even in my top 30 movies of all time. If that even makes sense to all the nerdy little minds out there. Um, <laughs> I love them, don't get me wrong, but... I was the kind of kid who grew up on Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. So those two are my franchises as a kid. I don't think I watched Star Wars until I was... I think I watched Terminator 2 before I watched Star Wars. <laughs> so I didn't have oh. that connection as a kid. Mm -hmm. So that's my little confession. You know, you guys can hate me if you want. I'm not saying I hate them whatsoever. I do love Star Wars. But I do admit I would like Indiana Jones better. If they're going to hate you, they're going to hate me too because I'm pretty much the same way. Okay. I, I grew up watching... Well, I, I saw the movies younger than you did and um, I watched them a lot on VHS yeah. back in the day. Um, and the, I watched the first one quite a bit and I watched the... Well, I guess I should say part four, A New Hope, quite a bit and then part six, Return of the Jedi, just over and over and over again. I probably broke the tape. But... I never really watched Empire Strikes Back too much as a kid because it was really serious. And mm -hmm. now as an adult, that's the only one that I can say that I truly love. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the first, you know, the ones from the 70s and 80s are great. Yep. Um, the reboot, you know, I was, I was excited about them. And then, <laughs> you know, Riz, we met George. Jar Jar. Like, uh, you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was actually using that voice at work earlier today, and I got really concerned that someone might think I was being racist, yeah. so I had to stop. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's the, the first three aren't awful. They're just not, you know, up to par with the original yeah, trilogy. Yeah, I agree. I, I and, uh, the first, the, the prequels are what they are. I don't hate them whatsoever either, but they're, they're not yeah. in my top hundred movies of all time. Or a thousand movies. No, no. <laughs> but, no I, I do like. Uh, How many movies have you seen? Quite a bit, actually. Yeah, me too. But yeah, uh, the Revenge of the Sith I thought was really good. Yeah, that is the best of the. It had the, the dark prequels. tone, then I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, it, that being said, that being said, I got goosebumps from this trailer, and I'm super excited about Star Wars: Force Awakens. Hmm. I agree. And, uh, um, should let's... we just say it at the same time? I don't know what your rating is, but I have a feeling it's it's the same as mine. Okay, go ahead. One. All right. On, on three. On three. One. Oh. Oh. <laughs> one. Well, I screwed that. Two. Three. D. Ah. Uh, yeah. See, you weren't you didn't see that coming, huh? No, I did not. Man, you no. just Batman versus Superman, me. Uh huh. It's revenge. <laughs> revenge of the Tim versus Sith Gary. Right there. No, I give it a plus. <laughs> There's nothing. There, there's nothing else I wanted to see in a trailer or, or a teaser than what they gave us. I mean, Mark Hamill's voiceover and uh, yeah, everything they showed us, Chewbacca, Han Solo, everything was amazing. Um, there are questions, of course, that you would mm -hmm. ask after watching that trailer, but I'm just looking forward to finding out where they take us. I agree, one hundred percent. So, yep. Did, in the original, Leia never really had showed the Force, right? Not to my recollection. No, and so here he says, you know, my sister has it, which we all pretty much assumed anyway, right? But I wonder if she has any kind of powers. In, yeah, in this. I don't know. And here's my prediction: I, I'm I'm pretty positive Han Solo is going to die. I'm I'm ninety yeah. percent positive he's going to die. I don't know anything about it. I'm just certain mm -hmm. that Harrison Ford only signed on to do this if his character dies. Right. That's the way I see it. Yeah, but I mean, a certain amount of zeros can change. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But then the accident he had on the airplane, and he, I mean, he even got injured filming it, you know, broke his leg or whatever, and I think, That's I think right, he's yeah. done. I think they're going to kill him off. 
Yeah, probably so. Or at least give him, you know, a proper send-off that doesn't result in death. You know, no, that would be that, nice. That but... always means, in his eyes, that always means they'll try to get him back again. That's true. That's true. So I think he's dead. Sorry to spoil it. And by the way, if 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 anybody does know if, you know, Leia does in fact have the yeah. Force and uses it, please call our please call our phone line and let us know. Maybe maybe she used know. it maybe she used it to to get his her uh brother to kiss her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird power. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, we talked about that and you just reminded me we need to do our voicemail segment. Yes. So we ask that, you know, if you guys enjoy listening to us, give us a call on our voicemail. It's a complete voicemail number. You won't get anybody. But leave us a message, you know. Tell us what you love about us. Tell us what you like about us. You know, ask us a question and we'll answer it on the episode. So if you want to do that, the phone number is 406-214-4451. And let's play the voicemail that we got for this month. Hey, this is Eat the Cat, and you've reached the voicemail of Saturday Morning Rewind. So leave a message after the beep, and remember, it never hurts to help. Hi, bro, just me. Give me a call. Love ya. So there you go. That's our voicemail for this one. <laughs> no one's ever told us they love us before. <laughs> and did, did she call us bro? Are we, are we now bro? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she said per- Pearl, maybe. Oh, maybe. Now, the, and if that's the case, then I don't think that's my name. <laughs> the funny thing is, when you call the voicemail, this <laughs> this is exactly what you hear right here. You hear this. You hear Eek the Cat. Hey, this is Eek the Cat. And you've reached the voicemail of Saturday Morning Rewind. So what does she think when she's calling that and she hears Eek the Cat answer the phone? <laughs> and there wasn't even a moment of, moment of hesitation <laughs> no, either. There, that's what there wasn't. Maybe maybe she called <laughs> many times because of my my the it's a prepaid phone that I use and it's never turned on, so it goes straight to voicemail. Right. Maybe she called like ten times. Well, is this Pearl's number? I don't know, but I think I'm gonna leave a voicemail. <laughs> well, I hope in the long run she she got in touch with Pearl. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's our voicemail. So you guys leave us a voicemail four zero six two one four 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 five one. And we are asking you for the next voicemail segment. It's going to be our birth anniversary, our three-year anniversary of doing this podcast. So, you know, you can just wish us a happy birthday or whatever. That would be pretty great. We'll play that on the next episode hitting on June 1st. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Are you a fan of ducktails, gargoyles, or tailspin? Then boy, have I got a podcast for you. Hi, I'm Jason, host of DAF Radio. And I'm Matt, the co-host. Join us as we talk about these fan-favorite shows that you grew up with and meet the people that made them. Find us at DAFradio.net or in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, enjoy the afternoon. Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Zeroni, Tim, Gary, guys! Alright, welcome back. Thank you, Freakazoid, for that. Now, as we kind of teased in the beginning, we wanted to dedicate this episode to the great Stan Freeberg, who uh, passed away on April 7th, 2015, from pneumonia. So, in case you don't know, here's a quick bio on Stan Freeberg. Um, he's a son of a housewife and a Baptist minister. He, Stan was an author, a recording artist, a voice actor, comedian, personality, puppeteer, and even an advertising creative director. Yeah, he pretty much did everything. So the year was a 1944. Let's go back in time a little bit. Um, a gallon of gas was 15 cents. I know, it's crazy. 
Uh, the uh, <laughs> the average cost to rent a house, a full house, was fifty bucks a month. A uh, mm. loaf of bread was ten cents, which, if you think about it, bread really hasn't gone up quite a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, not it, as much as the other stuff. Exactly. I mean, it can be expensive, but according to this, it should be it should be like ten bucks for a loaf of bread nowadays. Right. I'm not complaining. Let's not give them any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, World War II was underway. But 1944 was also a big year for Stan Freeberg. That's the year his career started. And uh, here's a little audio that I picked up from the 2012 San Diego. Uh, San Diego? <laughs> San Diego Comic Con, where Stan's talking about when he first got started. How old were you when you started doing cartoon voices? I was 18 years old. All right, tell us, you decided to get into the business one day and you yeah, had a bus. You, you want me to do the bus story? Tell about the bus. Okay. <clears throat> when I was 18 years old, I won three California speech, uh, and, uh, California state speech championships. And for that, I was awarded a scholarship to Redlands University. No, at Stanford, I'm sorry, I could have had either Redlands or Stanford, I chose Stanford. Okay, so uh, my father was a um, Baptist minister, and uh, he, he said, uh, I, I said, before I go to, to Stanford, Dad, I just want to see if I can find an agent and break into show business. He said, well, that would be very, very difficult. I said, well, we'll see what happens. So I got a, a, the Asbury Rapid Transit System bus from Pasadena, and I'm going into Hollywood now. I'm driving down Hollywood Boulevard. I'm the last guy left on the bus. And the bus driver says, where do you want to get off, kid? I said, I want to get off in the middle of Hollywood. Pshhh, the brakes. I said, is this the middle? He says, kid, this is as middle as it gets. Okay, so now I get off the bus at the corner of Whitley and Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, there's an orange Julius stand in front and I have a little lunch my mother packed me, and now I get in the elevator. I, I looked on the index and it said uh, dry cleaning, invisible weaving, and then it says talent agency, stars of tomorrow, stars of tomorrow. I said, that's me, stars of tomorrow. So I get in the creaky elevator, uh, going up. Finally, I get you know, stars of tomorrow on the door. I walk in, I said, hello, stars of tomorrow, this woman, walked out with, with a, a white, wide shoulder pad like Eve Arden used to wear, a little guy <laughs> with a cigar. They said, yeah, can we help you? I said, yes, I'd like to see somebody about representation. I don't know where I got that word at that point. <laughs> so I said, what do you do? I said, well, I do a lot of voices. So I said, l l l for example, like what? I said, well, I do uh, FDR, uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Yesterday, December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. And Jimmy Durante, everybody wants to get into the act. That's all, folks. She says, stop, okay? Let's all pray. <laughs> now, no kidding. And we all held hands. I thought, well, this must be how they open every day at William Morris. <laughs> she said, dear, uh, dear Lord, help this young man stand... Uh, Freeberg, I said, straightening it out for the Lord. Uh, be, do whatever he wants to do. In, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. So now, she says, uh, have you ever considered animated cartoons, getting into animated cartoons? I said, no, it never occurred to me. She walks into the office, picks up the phone, and calls a man named John Burton at Warner Brothers Cartoons. She said, I'm, I'm bringing a very talented young man you've never met over right now. Pause. Yeah, I know Mel, you, Mel, yeah, Mel Blank, but Mel Blank can't do all the voices in the world. So I'm coming on. So I now she, she drives me over to uh, Warner Brothers Cartoons, and uh, uh, there's John Burton out in, the, out in the hall. So I, I, I start doing voices for him. He says, "Stop. Can you come back tomorrow?" I thought, "Oh, I'm bombing." He said, no, can you come back tomorrow and do the same thing for our animation directors, Chuck Jones, Bob Clampett? <laughs> yeah. And Chris uh, Freeling. And I said, absolutely. So anyhow, okay, got back on the bus, went back to Pasadena. I stayed awake half the night while visions of Looney Tunes danced in my head. <laughs> and then the next morning, got up, got back on the bus, went into Hollywood. 
Now they have me in the, in the front of a uh, projection room uh, that's now full of all the animation directors. So uh, they have a black curtain in front of me because uh, the, uh, the animation directors didn't like to see the guy doing the, they just wanted to hear the voices. So I'm scared to death. I started doing the, and uh, John Byrne said, this is a talented young man named Stan Freeberg. Go ahead, Stan. So now I start doing voices, and uh, they all started to laugh. And then I was all right once I heard all that laughter. So finally, um, he said, come on out, Stan. I walked out, and uh, uh, Bob Clampett came up to me. And later on in years, I would, I would be the co-creator, along with Bob Clampett, of a show called Time for Beanie, Beanie and Cecil. Yeah. And I was the voice of Dishonest John. I'm the world's meanest crumb. And I'm coming, Beanie Boy, I'm coming. Anyhow. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so Clampett, I thought it would be funny to have uh, FDR's dog, which was called uh, Fala, uh, talk like Roosevelt. It's funny to have the dog talk like Roosevelt, so he, uh, so he hired me. So now uh, Chuck Jones came up to me, put his arm around me and said, um, I, I, I'm doing a thing called the Three Bears, and I want you to do uh, the voice of the baby bear. Did I do a good thing, Paul? You know, okay. <laughs> so so uh, this fine. So, so now a man named Frizz Freeling, who would later, later create the Pink Panther series, walks up to me and says, why haven't we heard of you before, Stan? I said, I don't know, I've been around, you know. <laughs> Just graduated high school two weeks before. So Frizz Freeling said to me, oh, I didn't mean that the way it sounded. I'm sure you didn't just get off the bus. <laughs> Actors Guild card in my pocket, and I started doing the, the first of over 400 voices of Warner Brothers cartoons. And, uh... So there you go. Here's a little backstory on his past, which he sounded like an amazing storyteller. Yeah, absolutely. So over the years, Stan voiced many of the great cartoon voices that we all know and love. Um, here's a little audio clip that I threw together last night. I'll leave my victims alone today. Even a gambling bug needs a vacation once in a while. Hey, you want I should dig up some bones for you? Anything you say, Spike? Because you and me is pals. That's right, isn't it, Spike? Hey, Spike, you want to play ball? Huh? You want to play ball? Huh, Spike? You want to? Huh? Huh? Huh, Spike? You want to? My paw, by Junior Bear, age seven and a half. My paw. When the nasty old boogeyman fills me with fears, and my little old pinafore is all wet with tears, and my cute little pug nose is all red from crying, who is it that saves me and keeps me from dying? My paw! Now there's one more quick audio I want to share with you. In that tribute I made, you'll hear him do the beaver from Lady and the Tramp. So uh, here's a really small story about him voicing the beaver and Walt Disney. I was so now, curious, geez. listening to Beaver, how you got that whistle in your voice. Well, I actually used a, I put a, 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 a sound effects man friend of mine, Jimmy McDonald said, hold a police whistle right in front of your mouth, and every time you hit an wow. S, you know, you'll, you, the, the, the police whistle will help you out, yeah. But that was actually Walt Disney's idea. Yeah. Because when Stan sat down to do it, they said, hold on, Walt's going to come down and direct you himself, Stan. Yeah. He did? Yeah. 
Walt yeah. came down and directed you? Yeah, I, I was ready to start and I said, hold it, Stan, Walt's coming down, he wants to direct you himself. So he came down, and morning, Stan, morning, Walt, and... Uh, Did you know him already? No, never that was met it. him in my life, yeah. So in addition to all of the great voice roles that Stan Freeberg provided for us, he was also kind of like the original Weird Al Yankovic, uh, song parodies that are sarcastic, biting, and totally relevant. Whether it's taking on the horrible commercialism of Christmas and Green Christmas or spoofing television and Calypso music in the song Television, his style was all his own, though you can still see it in other artists such as Weird Al, as I mentioned earlier, or radio shows like Adventures in Odyssey. I think a lot of people take for granted how hard it is to write comedy. It's even harder when you don't have a visual gag to go along with it. Case in point, take the Marx Brothers. You could laugh at Groucho's jokes just by hearing them, but imagine how much you would lose if you couldn't witness the silent performance from Harpo or the tongue-in-cheek stylings of Chico. Stan painted an image with words and foley work. He worked with a lot of creative people, including some voice actors, musicians, and more. He even wound up being a favorite by some of the people that he lampooned. He has tons and tons of work to choose from, but I'm going to talk about a few of my personal favorites from him. Stan Freeberg and Dawes Butler, who you may know for originating such classic voices as Yogi Bear, Quick Draw McGraw, Snagglepuss, and Huckleberry Hound, made three hilarious parodies together of the Dragnet television series. The first one, St. George and the Dragonette, was a combined tell of the classic St. George and the Dragon story mixed with the Dragnet TV series. In the recording, St. George begins his story by saying, This is the countryside. My name is St. George. I am a knight. This statement is very similar to Sergeant Joe Friday's opening statement on the television program. This sketch was actually a number one hit for four weeks in October 1953 and featured voice work from Stan Dawes and the legendary June Foray. Did I sound like Casey Kasem there? Because I kind of felt like it. This sketch was actually a number one hit in four weeks, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so also in addition to that, the B-side for St. George was a mixture of Dragnet and the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood. The sketch was called Little Blue Riding Hood and opened with another familiar Dragnet parody. Only the color has been changed to avoid the investigation. So here's a clip from that where our hero speaks with Little Blue Riding Hood played by the wonderfully talented June Foray. 11.45 a.m. it happened. I saw a little girl in a blue hood carrying a basket. I stopped to question her. Pardon me, ma'am. Could I talk to you for just a minute, ma'am? What about? Nothing much, ma'am. Just want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. What's your name? Little Blue Riding Hood. Where are you going, ma'am? Grandma's house. Yes, ma'am. What do you got in the basket? What are you trying to say? I got something in the basket I shouldn't have? No, ma'am. I didn't say that. Then why are you asking me all these questions for? Just routine, ma'am. We just want to get the facts. May I have a look in that basket, ma'am? Be my guest. Let's see. Sawed-off shotgun. Knife bludgeon box of dum dum shells nothing suspicious here all right ma'am we may want to talk to you later so don't leave the woods she skipped on down the path but she didn't know i'd seen the concealed compartment in the basket in it what i suspected all along goodies <laughs> so he he goes after her and 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 finally figures out that her and granny are running an international goodies smuggling <laughs> ring which is <laughs> a nice play on on the old dragnet thing and and just a little fun fact june foray also plays the grandmother later in the sketch and even in 1953 she sounded just like she does now and, the, you know uh, that clip reminded me so... that clip reminded me awful lot of arlene sorkin's uh harley quinn oh yeah that's very true <laughs> um yeah and uh in the last or in the late fifties, he revisited the Dragnet theme one more time with Dolls Butler, and it was a Christmas-themed episode called Yulnet. So, in addition to lampooning famous television shows like Dragnet and the Lawrence Welk Show, Freeberg also parodied popular music, 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 music. on the Ooh. radio. Yeah, music. So he parodied, parodied popular. Now I can't say any words. Yeah. <laughs> he parodied popular music on the radio, such as. Heartbreak Hotel, where he mimics Elvis, who is unsatisfied with the reverb effects on his voice. Well, 
And you know, it's it's funny because that's always something I thought as a kid, like, why is there so much reverb on his voice <laughs> or echo, you know? And by the end of the song, you know, that's just like 25 seconds of about a three-minute song. So by the end of the song, he's, <laughs> you know, just very, <laughs> I don't even know how I just did that with my voice. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so uh, in addition to that, he also uh, satirized Harry Belafonte's popular recording of Banana Boat Song. And uh, this, the joke this time around is that the lead singer is forced to run down the hall and close the door after him to muffle the sound of his Dale because the beatnik bongo drummer voiced by actor Peter Leeds considers it too shrill and startling. <laughs> so here's a clip from Banana Boat Dale. No, no, wait a minute. I'd be soft. Yeah. Well, then back off from me, man. It's too piercing. Okay. How's this? Dale! Too loud, man. Okay. Too loud, man. I can still hear you. Would you mind leaving the room? Okay. Crazy. Daylight come and me wander home. Daylight come and me want go home. A beautiful bunch of bright banana. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't beat that kind of. No. Just, I don't even know where he got the idea it's from. Genius, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he continued to parody songs. Uh, for example, in The Great Pretender, Freeberg takes a spoof on the Platter song of the same name. Only this time around, he's having to deal with an unexpectedly snarky piano player who doesn't want to play the same notes over and over again. And here's a clip from that. Oh, oh yes, I'm the great pretender. Pretend that I'm doing well. Well, just a moment, please. You on the piano. What are you doing? Well, man, I just play a little ooba-ba-doo like a ooba-ba-ba-ooba-ba-ba. See, I think it's a mistake on my part. I got the same chord over and over, like a clink, 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 clink. That's clink. right! That's right! You want me to play the same thing all through the song? You catch on fast! Wow. As a musician, I, I find that one rather funny, just <laughs> the same monotonous playing over and over again. But not to take away from the original song, it's still a great song. Um, but... Last but not least, uh, in Shaboom, Freeberg plays with the genre of doo-wop and parodies the marble mouth vocals of a lot of R&B artists uh, of his time, specifically the Chords song of the same title. And you can hear a sampling of that now. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. <laughs> All right, hold it, hold it, you guys. This is a rhythm and blues number. You got to be careful or somebody liable to understand what you're singing about. You want that to happen? No. no. Well, then you got to talk unintelligible like me, right, Stella? You said it! Okay. Now, you guys want to sell a few records? Yeah. Well, then stick some old rags in your mouth and take it again from the top, okay? Okay. Okay. I don't want to understand the words now. Real mumbly, huh? Life could be a dream. Shaboom, if I could take you up and put a dream. Shaboom, if you'll be done, I don't want you up. Life could be a dream. Sweetheart, hello, hello again. Shaboom, hello, I'm going to meet again. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's pretty great. And yeah, and it goes on and on. But, you know, that's just a small portion of, of his, you know, humor and, and, and just all around greatness. Uh, he made a lot of different parodies, but those were just a few of my favorites. He touched on everything from television to radio to political humor. And um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it. The majority of his work is still available for purchase online. So if you like that, make sure you give him more of a listen. It's worth it. Yeah, it's too bad he never made a song making fun of Kanye West with the <laughs> auto tune. That, that would be cool. You know he would, too. He would. <laughs> <laughs> 
but he's probably a better for person not having to know who Kanye West yeah. is. So. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Uh, Stan, rest in peace, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to conclude this episode. Remember those voicemails? Remember we're doing our birthday episode next month, so bring in those voicemails. We'd love to play every single one of them. That number again is 406-214-4451. Make sure to check us out online, www.saturdaymorningrewind.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All the links are on that website there. And please remember to rate us on iTunes if you like the show. So that's going to do it. We will see you guys next month. Thanks for listening to that Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.